Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day, there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, oh my gosh, we are talking to another person in Italy. I think this is just fate. I need to go to Italy. I need to do live broadcasts. Um, I said that last month when we had a bunch of, of Irish folks. It's very bizarre. But, you know, it, it, we're going to have so much fun today. Normally, you know, we frequently talk about hardcore business things, you know, websites, uh, legal aspects, all of those. But again, this time we're going to be talking about mental and things that, you know, I always say, if you're not right in your heart, your body, and your head, doesn't matter what you do with your business. So, you know, we're going to be speaking with someone today about this topic, and we're going to have so much fun. So please join me in welcoming Anthony Donatochi. Donatochi, oh, I almost forgot that last part, to our <laughs> program today. Welcome, Anthony. Thanks, Deb. Great to be here. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this. So Anthony Donatacchio is the is in the business of amplifying the well-being of others. After having personally experienced burnout and the health-related issues that came with it in 2015, he and his wife made the decision to try something different. Within a month, they had packed up their lives and took off overseas to Europe with only the first six months <clears throat> somewhat planned. Nearly six years later and having visited over 40 countries, he has a very different outlook on life and shares this real-life experience with others to make an impact on people. Now, as a clarity facilitator and mentor, he loves helping overwhelmed, stressed out, and anxious introverts to really slow down so that they can begin seeing more and begin navigating their life in a way that feels much easier and effortless on a day-to-day -day basis. And I tell you what, as one of the overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious extroverts, I know I'm going to learn from this program today too. So welcome, Anthony. How are you doing? Fantastic, Deb. Great, Love great. Well, I always like knowing a little bit more about my guests. And, you know, for people who are watching or listening, they can tell that you sound Australian. But then we talked about the fact that you're in Italy. So tell us a little bit more about this journey that you have been on. Absolutely. So, yes, I was born in Brisbane, Australia, um, and spent most of my life there. Um, I really only dipped my foot in the travel side of things in high school was playing soccer or football, um, as we call it here in Europe. Um, and that really showed me something back then. That was, again, in high school, so around that 16, 17 years of age. And it's kind of carried through my life since then, uh, always having some form of travel involved in, in my working life, whether it be three or four weeks mm -hmm. uh, each year. Because in Australia, we have to get a four-week annual leave window, which is fantastic to mm -hmm. actually see places with, right. that aren't that rushed as well. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, the 
I guess the, the thing that really started to speak to me as I traveled more and more was this is again before even my real corporate career started to expand because I, I work, I have worked in a number of um, industries. So mm-hmm. from supermarket retail uh, to borders bookstores when they were around back in the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Bookstore? Uh, to, What's a bookstore? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that was a fantastic opportunity there for actually mm-hmm. to be able to work overseas because right. I used to um, be involved in the actual setup mm-hmm. of that. So that exposed me to different cultures as mm-hmm. well. And I really love that element and, and, and imparting um, the training and development to the people. And that's, again, going back to my early 20s, being involved at that at an operational level. So that plus the personal development side of things that I was always very curious about, especially when I was working in the bookstore because there's always be some new title coming out and that type of thing. So at the forefront, always wanting to be curious and kind of let that kind of lead the way, whatever I did. And that led me, yeah, to then go and explore from the retail to then uh, in finance, mm-hmm. where I spent most of my later part of my working life back in Australia, um, so in finance and private wealth in, in that arena. As wonderful as it was, though, during that entire time, there was something that while I was learning, and that's very much in my values, that continual learning and just for the fun of it, there was something that was always kind of tugging at me, mm-hmm. like trying, and I never knew what it really was, and I, and I was always... I guess, caught up in the way I thought I had to be mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And while I, from an operational standpoint, again, the leadership element of it was mm-hmm. was fantastic. I, I love my people. I supported them and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it came very natural. Mm-hmm. But those, for me, it was like there's something beyond this office type of environment. This, mm-hmm. this Yeah. And, and what essentially happened was in the, this is going back to the lead up to 2015, working stupid hours, not listening to my body, not eating properly, mm-hmm. not sleeping properly, all this stuff. My body was like nudging me. Uh, yeah, saying, excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, yeah, and I'm going, nah, okay, the, the whole grind, that era of grinding away, and I was just ignoring it. And then my body just went, boom. Mm-hmm. And I literally came home one day to, to my wife, an absolute mess, and just saying, I'm either going to die before 40 or have a stroke or something like this. I, I literally cannot do this anymore. And it just happened to be actually around the same time that a travel expo was on that in our city that mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. So we thought, okay, like I said before, we love our traveling and everything. We we'll go along and just see what happens. And we walked out of the event with a, a flight booked and a cruise booked <laughs> for a month later. Mm-hmm. So that next Monday, I literally resigned. Mm-hmm. Gave the month's notice. We threw thrown everything into storage and we took off. And we actually based ourselves in Malta. Mm-hmm. for that first um, <coughs> six, six months. Now, for me, and this will tie into a lot of the, these life experiences that, which I've embodied during this time, which I now impart the way I see things mm-hmm. differently as well. But that first six months for me, being based in Malta, helped me to slow down so much. Okay. And from that slowing down, because we were in a beautiful location too. Mm-hmm. It was like on the waterfront in the Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. I... I sometimes call it my brain detox as well. It was my time just to, I had no idea what I wanted to do and I really didn't care. I just wanted to be. Right. And however that showed up and like curiosity, create an exploration of whatever, I didn't care. But I know at that period of time, I was actually listening to me mm. and, and letting that kind of just guide me into mm-hmm. wherever it wanted to go. <clears throat> and that was really that stepping stone, which over this last 
five to six years now has very much been incorporated into everything I do in life. Mm-hmm. It's that slowing down. When I don't know, it's okay that I don't know because mm-hmm. when I know, I'll know. And it, it took me a while to try and really get that. And, and that's where the travel that I incorporated when we were in Malta and then in other cities we've lived in as well and just speaking to different people and just getting curious about the way they see the world and going back to the personal development space, what I found for myself was very prescriptive in what had to be done. Mm. And it's like, that's fantastic. And for example, in the personal development arena, just in a bookstore, you'll have hundreds and hundreds of titles speaking about all different topics. But sometimes we can innocently think that that's the way to live life. Right. We need to do all these things. Mm-hmm. But it's our way. We're the expert of our lives. Mm-hmm. But we can sometimes get caught into the misunderstanding mm-hmm. and innocently as well right. that life is to be lived a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people innocently get caught up and that's where stress is, overwhelm, anxiety. Because I've, I was in that same boat myself. Mm-hmm. I was getting caught up in the way things had to be, your habits. You get up in the morning, you do this, you do this, your affirmations are, well, at the end of the the morning you're exhausted (laughs) and you're thinking what did I get done (laughs) exactly and then that just as we know we're thinking beings Mm -hmm. our brains will naturally think so of course well it's not now turning out the way we wanted it to turn out Mm -hmm. then we start beating ourselves over the head with a zen stick Mm -hmm. and thing and that's where this thought storm starts to happen Mm -hmm. we start having thinking about our thinking and then from a business standpoint for example productivity drops innovative thinking starts to drop, creativity drops mm-hmm. because you've got so much bandwidth consumed mm-hmm. in this overthinking, that type of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's been really interesting this last few years. And like I said, that, that first six months of Malta, just speaking to people, connecting with people, meeting them where they're at and just having natural conversations because it was amazing. Just I, I had nothing mm-hmm. to, to actually do. So it, it, there was no outcome then attached to anything I was doing. Mm-hmm. which is really beautiful because it's we can so often get caught up, especially when we're in, in a business uh, or specifically in a sales position especially, mm-hmm. you kind of, you're kind of in that mode of always, while you might be inquisitive mm-hmm. and, and curious, you kind of jump into that habit of trying to probe too much or it's kind of, it can sometimes come across artificial. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about that slowing downness and just connecting with other people and just getting curious about mm-hmm. where they're coming from and how they see the world. And that naturally started to help me get clearer about the kind of direction I wanted to head in, having resigned six months earlier. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's just been a fascinating thing. So it gave me the opportunity to go and try stuff just for the fun of trying stuff without knowing so it was digital marketing for a while that I went into, which led into e-commerce, mm-hmm. which took me into Amazon space around the world, mm. speaking to people mm-hmm. and attending different workshops and helping people set up their, their Amazon retail business and that type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And what kept on, I guess the thing that kept on coming back was even going back to my corporate career on reflection was that I was always falling back into a coaching type conversation. And that, for me, happened effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until London pre-pan, just before the pandemic mm-hmm. hit in March of 2020 that someone actually uh, uh, took me to London that I met in Atlanta, funnily enough, mm-hmm. uh, at, a, at an event mm-hmm. and ha- wanted me to help him set up his business. Mm. And, and I had a reflective on day three of working together. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I actually much more enjoy mm-hmm. being that kind of middle catalyst mm-hmm. of someone 
instead of trying to do all the other stuff. Right. But I, I've got the awareness, but mm-hmm. for me, it's about that slowing down and actually asking the questions of people so that they go and go into the business for the right purposes that they actually want to instead of what they think they need to go into business for. And that the congruency mm-hmm. can then naturally unfold throughout life, whether it's in your personal life or relationships or whatever. Right. So, yeah, it's just been an amazing discovery over this time. And, yeah, we, we just happen to find ourselves now in Italy um, and we might move on soon. We're not sure. We're not really fixed to moving on at any particular mm-hmm. time. It's like when when we're ready, we're ready. Mm-hmm. And as it brings an element of fun and adventure to the to it as well. Right. I love that. You know, and the, the concept of slowing down, I think, especially especially here in the states. I mean, people are like, no, no, must 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 be working twenty eight hours a day, right? Um, you know, and two years ago, we were forced to not slow down to stop, <laughs> you know, and and you know, obviously, it happened worldwide to to varying degrees, where everything did just come to a halt. Now, I think we all thought it was kind of humorous here in the states, where they said, oh, it's just going to be two weeks. We all went, yeah, right, uh huh, um, but. I think it was one of those things that was so interesting to watch because, like we said, so many people were forced to slow down. I mean, the number of people who started posting on Facebook, we took a walk today, (laughs) you know, right? They didn't have anything else to do and they were going stir crazy, so they took a walk. Um, You know, they, they no longer had the commutes. And I think that was a big thing, you know, when when you no longer had that 10-minute, 15-minute hour or more each way commute, that was was a huge thing. I mean, it's got to be, you know, it, it, that was one of those things that I think brought people's blood pressure down. Unfortunately, the stress of home officing and things like that took the blood pressure back up. But, you know, when we had to slow down, and for people who all of a sudden had to teach their kids and, and do all of those things, yes, it was stressful. But it gave time for people to really think about, is this what I want to do? I mean, you know, the people who were surprised at the great resignation, no. I mean, you know, I think that really is one of those things that so many people, it's, it's, it's like you did. They sat down and they went, is this what we want to be doing with our lives? Maybe, maybe not. So how has this, you know, you mentioned, you know, that this kind of, you know, two years ago was about the point you started really thinking about this. How have you seen, you know, people change going through this whole process? Well, if we go back to that, that kind of, actually, it was probably May, so a few months into the pandemic. And I'm sure you saw it too. LinkedIn had an event every two minutes being posted. Mm -hmm. Right. And... Because of the, like Italy being in lockdown first mm-hmm. um, and it being in, as English speaking as well, I had to go straight away to look at, okay, I need to see what's going on in the English speaking market because mm-hmm. my tones are conversational. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started just subscribing to, and signing up for a lot of these events because I wanted to hear on the ground what was going on. Right. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing better than real-time stuff, real-time attendance and just mm-hmm. seeing what the chat was doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what people were bringing up through mm-hmm. these different events. And just in that alone, because even in Australia, I was signing up because it worked mm-hmm. out really well. That, that evening, a lot of mm-hmm. events were being held, so it was my morning here. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the, the same kind of themes just start to appear, mm-hmm. that, that that same stress you've got like the between work themselves 
if they're a business owner Mm -hmm. or they're working for someone. But then the element of having the family at home while they're trying to work, the dog barking in the background, Mm -hmm. their partner's there as well, Mm -hmm. everything's going to crap so fast. Mm -hmm. And it's just that, that, again, that heaviness, it causes the stress. Mm -hmm. Also, they think. And, and and that's where, for me, just seeing that and getting curious based on my understanding of what I've seen for myself since mm-hmm. as well at, up to that point in time was I'm just going to go and just I'm seeing the comments. Let me just reach out to these people and just say, hey, mm-hmm. if you need some space just to let whatever, however it shows up from a decompression mm-hmm. session, what whatever, someone's different perspective on mm-hmm. things based on what's going on for you, because I can see your comments, mm-hmm. I'm here if you just want an ear. And it was amazing just how many people actually reached out mm-hmm. and just to thank you. And I said, I've got nothing here to sell you at all. It's purely I can see what you're doing. And I have a love for small business owners, especially mm-hmm. with what's going on right now mm-hmm. from having to pivot. You've got mm-hmm. teams, you've got mm-hmm. small teams, your the employees that work for you, they're obviously having some form of similar thinking as well. Am I going to have a job tomorrow? What's mm-hmm. going on? Right. All this type of stuff. So for me, I wanted to go in and say, okay, let's just look at this. If We can explore the slowing down because you've obviously got a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what can evolve naturally from this. And from that place, it was really beautiful to actually see because it was an first seeing where they're at, whatever was going on for them. Mm-hmm. And like, especially in hospitality, where they if they got a cafe or restaurant, oh, and having to see, oh yeah, just mass panic, <clears throat> mm-hmm. absolutely. And from the outset, I would say you are the expert of your business. You know it better than me. All I'm going to do is create the space for you to have mm-hmm. look in a different direction for a bit, right. mm-hmm. then come back and see if you see things differently. Mm-hmm. As subtle and simple as that, mm-hmm. which you know, when we're caught in these thought storms of stress and anxiety, whatever. Mm-hmm that's not one thing they're going to think about, taking some time out, look somewhere else and then come back type of thing. So that's what I was really bringing to the forefront. And it was really cool to see that once a light bulb came on for them, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of my my coaching or like I call it clarity facilitation now mm-hmm. is all insight space because you will have your own insight. And right. however that shows up for you, whether it's mm-hmm. a big one or a small one, mm-hmm. it's it's yours and you can't unsee what you've seen. Mm-hmm. for yourself and that's what I really put top of mind for them as well so as they started to see how their experience around what was going on differently something really cool started to happen they started just that, that freeing up a bandwidth they were able to show up to their teams even if it was remote mm-hmm. to their teams and kind of impart what they were seeing Mm -hmm. because I could see what their teams were going through as well. Mm -hmm. And I brought more compassion into the conversations as well. Mm -hmm. And as that started to evolve, and I just call it like a waterfall, it's just it was really cool because going back to innovation and productivity, if you've got a whole lot going up here, mm-hmm. I guarantee your productivity innovation is going to drop as well. Right. Yeah, those little wheels are, you know, the, the little hamsters in your brain are busy. <laughs> and, and that's exactly it. Our brains, as I, as I mentioned before, our brains are thinking machines. They're going to think. Mm-hmm. We can't stop them from thinking. Mm-hmm. But we also don't have to believe what they're thinking. Right. And that's where this, there are so many uncertainties. And mm-hmm. when we zoom out anyway, you think mm-hmm. about life, it's full of uncertainties and unknowns. It's just that at that particular point in time in March 2020, it got mm-hmm. slapped in our face so hard, so fast. Right. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. we've never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. So that was that for me was, was a real, almost a validation to say, okay, 
there's something that I'm, I'm sharing here mm-hmm. and something I'm doing with from a connection standpoint mm-hmm. that really started to speak to people beyond mm-hmm. even the words I was speaking. Mm-hmm. There was that kind of human to human connection and 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 okay, maybe I don't really have to do things away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then going back to your question about this great resignation and that type of thing and how people have changed things. What I started to see as I did this more and more with different groups, yes, there would be the the business owners that would then start to leverage off the clarity that their teams were having around Mm -hmm. what they were seeing for themselves and coming together with compassion and bringing in new ideas and innovation, that type of thing naturally. Mm -hmm. But also there were people that were saying, I've hated this business for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll want out. Mm -hmm. I'm not in a position that is going to, if I actually shut it down now, It's not going to impact. I've got cash reserves. I've got. I can carry it for mm-hmm. a couple of years if I have to, and or sell it, or I, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this thing that's made me slow down, mm-hmm. realize how much time I haven't spent with my family or with my kids, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. So it's been really cool just to see mm-hmm. in show up in so many different right. ways, mm-hmm. and pointing back to you are the expert of your life, and we've all got this inner GPS, and. As you stated before, it gave us this opportunity to actually just stop. Just like, and I love using nature in metaphors and that type of thing. You look at animals, especially in the wild, when they don't know what to do, they'll just be looking around and, and then they'll take them in a direction. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, or they're laying down, they're taking it easy. You know, they're, they're not running wildly around for the most part. And that's what we do. And it's, it's just a beautiful metaphor and reminder, a gentle reminder that we don't have to be chasing all the time. Right. Just because we think we need to be chasing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so it's, it's just been a really beautiful exploration mm-hmm. for myself but then also with others. Mm-hmm. And then the, the natural on-flow effect has been probably the, the most impactful for me because even with family back in Australia mm-hmm. that have been going through a lot of stuff during this time as well, for me just to – not get caught up in the story of what they're going through, but show up, be right. grounded enough mm-hmm. so they can share and they can, whatever, if it's crap or good or whatever it may be, I can just be there mm-hmm. and just help them to see something different mm-hmm. that can actually change the direction they're looking at and they can move on from that and go, okay, well, I get that now. Mm-hmm. It was just something I had to go through to move on without right. having a whole lot on it mm-hmm. that you then attach yourself to it and, it, and you're dragging that on for the next mm-hmm. two years because you you can't release it or whatever it may be because everyone's different. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's it's just been really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I think one of the, the interesting things about all of this was to watch, you know, the first several months when, you know, because here in, in the States at least, you went to work on Friday and you didn't go back into work on Monday. I mean, it was, and and I remember texting my husband on Thursday saying, I think there's going to be a problem. And he said, well, they haven't really said anything at the office, you know, and, and then Friday it was, you're going to be home for a while. And, you know, and, and, you know, he was fortunate in that he had, you know, a laptop that he could bring home. He had all of the resources that, you know, their company was pretty much on the cloud anyway, so it wasn't a huge thing for, for him to do it, at least from a technology standpoint. Didn't have an office. We had to set that up. But, you know, I think so many people for those first couple months did not like it. You know, there was, and a part of it was the uncertainty. You know, they they really didn't know what was going on. 
you know, the kids were home, you know, you couldn't drive. I mean, it, it, all of those various things, you were just told you, you go home and you stay home, you know, and those, those people wagged their little fingers at us. And, you know, and then to start watching the shift of people going, huh, we like this. We like being home, you know, and, and to watch the companies that were smart enough to go, okay, we realize you can work from home and get the job done because that was, of course, the first big thought that so many companies had was, oh my God, nothing's going to get done because everybody's going to be screwing around. Well, you know, I, I told, I remember I had one person, they told me, they said, I'm really worried. And this was right at the very start of this. They said, I'm worried that my employees will not do the work. I said, do they do the work when you're there when you're overseeing them and you trust them? Well, bleh. and I said, so trust, that's the big word. You either trusted them to do the work or you didn't, you know, in or out of the office. And, and I said, and if you didn't trust them in the office, that's the issue. You know, the, it's, it's not going to work. But, you know, when, when companies realized, hey, you know, this is going to work, we can give our employees flexibility and say, you know, you want to be working at 11 o'clock at night? Fine. As long as you get the work done, we don't care. Or, you know, all of those various things. And that, and, and then of course, that was when people started going, I, you know, I really, really like this, but do I really like working for that company? And, and of course the great resignation started when the company started saying, you're coming back, you're coming back into the office. And people went, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, I don't want to do that commute. You know, all of those things, even though we miss those social aspects of being in the office. And there's obviously big benefits from, you know, the, the conversation that takes place as you're getting coffee, you know, popping into somebody's cubicle and saying, what about? And so, you know, people have had to, to work through those. But I think so many people realized, you know, we, you know, it, I mean, you, you talk about you know, being the expert of you. I think when so many people really did take ownership and say, we can determine what we're going to, where we're going to go from here. I think that's, you know, that has been probably the biggest thing that has happened from a positive standpoint because of COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and like with anything, that it, we're all our unique expression in mm -hmm. this world. Mm -hmm. And I think that in itself has really blossomed in this mm -hmm. two years as well. Mm -hmm. Because some people, yeah, would have jumped at the opportunity straight away right. to try something different, mm -hmm. and others just need that. I, I use the metaphor when, I, when I'm working with clients a lot with the the snow globe. Mm -hmm. Well, you're shaking up that snow globe, mm -hmm. and think of that as our brain. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the way to make the snow globe clear and see? It has to just settle. Exactly, but we're too busy shaking the damn thing mm -hmm. more uh -huh. aggressively all the time. Yep, and I think, and I think that's where. The people from the, the ones that I spoke with anyway, that to even point them in a different direction and they're all continually like, no, I want to go back over, over this way type mm -hmm. of thing, were the ones that were so fixed on the way things had to be. Right. Instead of just going, okay, now let's put the snow globe down. Mm -hmm. It might take a day. It might take a week. It might take a month. Mm -hmm. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. But be okay with that. Mm -hmm. there's, there's, it's it's no more uncertain than the uncertainty that's, that's already there for you anyway. Mm -hmm. And just putting it into perspective like that. Mm -hmm. And it, it kind of just, 
there's a term that was introduced to me actually I think it's probably around February of 2020 mm-hmm. essential selfishness mm. you think of it, we always hear the metaphor of on the aircraft where you put your own mask right you put your mask on before you help someone else mm-hmm. but what if we just decided to put oxygen mask on us even when we don't need it mm. like it's it's like that essential selfishness just just taking time out just for taking time out without mm-hmm. being focused on something else. Because I think we get so caught up that we only want to look after ourselves when mm-hmm. we're sick or when we feel about the feeling we're about to get sick or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. that we kind of forget that, hey, this well-beingness, mm-hmm. which we've always got accessible mm-hmm. to us, except that we sometimes have a whole lot of thinking about mm-hmm. it otherwise, what if we actually just did stuff that, that spoke to us mm-hmm. before we even need to worry about oh, it needs to happen now that I'm getting sick mm-hmm. or now that before the relationship's about to break down or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I just, it's a really fun exploration actually around essential selfishness because it does, it just makes people think, yeah, I never actually thought about looking after myself mm-hmm. just without having an actual agenda attached to it. Right. <laughs> it's just, and yeah, so it's it's really cool just mm-hmm. seeing how that kind of unfolds and then what can actually mm-hmm. um, come from that because uh, yeah, it's life. It can really be just so simple, except that we're always looking for complex mm-hmm. right. solutions mm-hmm. for everything, whether it be in business or in our personal lives, relationships, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, just pointing back to that. Okay, well, am I actually making this more complicated just because I've got a whole lot of thinking about it? Mm-hmm. Where and that's again that, that snow globe, and I use it all the time, and I I also use the chattering teeth. It's like we've got a brain mm-hmm. that yeah. that talking all the time. Yeah, well, and, just- and I have a visual aid that works with this conversation too, because what we're worried about is, right? <laughs> exactly. And yeah, so it's, you can go in so many directions, but yeah, like at, at, the, at the, the top theme is, like I said before, when we slow down, we start to see more and, and get quiet and start to hear mm-hmm. what may be. And there's so much wisdom as well, that we hold inside of us from a congruency standpoint. And like you are talking about before, connecting that heart and mind and body. And it's, it's not just on a spiritual basis, but it just at a quantum level even. Right. It, it's, it's things when, when things are aligned, mm-hmm. they happen more effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And if we want to navigate our lives in business or in our, our and in our personal life, if, if we're actually just being ourselves, mm-hmm. There's a lot less thinking involved in it, mm-hmm. and we can actually just just let get ourselves into flow and just start to navigate a hell of a lot more easier. And yeah, we will not like even looking at um, one of the other metaphors. So back in I think it was 2018, we were in Bali and there was a massive earthquake. That was my first big big earthquake mm-hmm. that we'd experienced, and just the panic around everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that speaking to this wisdom, like I, I had no idea what the hell was going to show up when, when there's a 6.7 earthquake happening and I'm in a restaurant and I need to get out and I'm screaming and yelling all the, all the craziness, but we know what to do in the moment and we're built really, really well right. for in the moment. But we can think about how things need to be mm-hmm. and then we get caught up in that anxiousness or we can the be reflective ifs. on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But we, we, there's so much wisdom in 
the pre- being in in that presence mm-hmm. of, of right right now, and we'll know when we need to know. So yeah, it's just really, it's really, and it's just really gentle as well, without having to go. Okay, these are your ten steps you need to do to prepare for if an earthquake needs to, <laughs> if it right, might right. occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and I, the the whole process of overthinking. I mean, you know, maybe the the, the you know, one of the the other ways to think about it is little kids. You know, they start to walk, and they just get up and go. You know, they they're not thinking. What if I run into the coffee table? What if I fall down? What if what they just go? And when the adults around them are doing the oh, ha, oh ha, ha, that's when they start thinking, oh my gosh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. You know, and, and so you know it, it really is, you know, you mentioned at the very start, it's it's about pushing all those other thoughts, people away. And just saying, this is the way I'm going to do this. Um, it might not be right for you, might not be right for most people, but this is the way I'm going to do this. And I think that really is very hard for people because we have people who mean well, who are saying, that, that, I call them the yabbits. <laughs> you know, they're saying, yeah, but, <laughs> you know, and, and they mean well, they want to protect us and all of those things. But, you know, they don't realize that as you said, you know, in here, in our hearts and in our heads, we know what we should be doing. It's just push that clutter away to, to pay attention to this is really what I should be doing. Well, that, that brings me to this understanding where our experience is actually coming from. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding that everyone else is having their own unique personal experience at the same time. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we really start to see that for ourselves, that's where compassion then comes into the equation as well. It's like you were saying that there's people that will, will, perfect example, parents, when we're growing up, oh, we want you to be successful and go to university or whatever the case may be. And it's from their perspective, in their personal experience, from what they've accumulated over the years exactly and they, they see the world that way and we're seeing in the world our way and especially now this is definitely like we're pointing to the last two years people have woken up to something beyond the norm right that, that used to be and bring that even back in into business environments like managers mm-hmm. and their teams mm-hmm. like every single person is having their own unique personal experience in that moment. Right. And the best thing we can do is meet them where they're at and help. Mm-hmm. We can actually help them a lot more by mm-hmm. getting an understanding of how they're seeing the world. Right. Because, yeah, we have so many misunderstandings about the way we see the world mm-hmm. and they can have so many misunderstandings about how they see the world. And if we just compare notes about what's going on, mm-hmm. it's a lot more amicable right. and really cool stuff can come out of that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more effortlessness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more effortless mm-hmm. in, in that as well. So, yeah, it's 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 that whole – and it, when you're speaking about the, the kids again, like my sister's got five kids, so I, I got the opportunity to see mm-hmm. <laughs> the personalities. But when they're babies, babies just do what babies do. Right. And, mm-hmm. and we don't judge them. Because they do something. Mm-hmm. But it's only when they start to get older mm-hmm. that we start to judge everything. Oh, why didn't you do your homework? Oh, mm-hmm. why didn't you do this? Oh, why didn't mm-hmm. you perform in this way? Or mm-hmm. and, and you can understand how 
innocently, the parents are thinking that's the way things need to be. Mm-hmm. And there is an element, depending on whatever the case may be, to help educate them to move mm-hmm. forward. But at the same time, kids can be a really good teacher to us adults. Right. Uh, that's what I love, just seeing that the innocence in kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and 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 seeing how, you know, they, they realize what is truly important. You know, and, and I think that's, you know, that's one of the things it, it's funny. You're, you're, you know, at one of the things we had a long time ago here in the States, there was a, um, a, a program on called kids say the darndest things. Yeah. And it really, you know, was one of those things where, you know, they, they would gather all these little kids and they would just start talking to them. And, you know, and, and, you know, it, it's always entertaining because you get the, you're funny looking, <laughs> you know, those type of, you know, <laughs> and things like that. But, but then when you ask them serious things, a lot of times they're like, hmm, but do I still get ice cream? <laughs> you know? and, and, you know, it's, it really is something where they, they, they simplify it. You know, because it really is, do I get ice cream or not? I mean, you know, that's, you know, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, and, and I think that's one of the things, I mean, it comes back to that slowing down, you know, stop and think, you know, okay, maybe we'll have a couple of the what ifs in there, but let's not have 50 of them. And, you know, and, and really stopping, okay, you know, well, if we do this, this may happen, then what? You know, and, 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 you know, kind of, you, you can't just go willy nilly, but you, you, it's, it's getting rid of, as we said, all those other voices and, and things like that. And, and really focusing on what's important to you and, and, you know, obviously the people immediately around you, I'm sure, you know, if, you know, things might've been a little bit different if you had gone home and told your wife, you know, you need to do this. And she went, Oh, hell no. (laughs) Yeah. Things would have been probably, you would have had some different discussions, but at the same, and and then that comes back to, okay, is that the right person to to be with? I mean, all of those things. But you know, it, it's and then then you get caught up in all that, right? You know, so there goes those thoughts. Then you know, those little hamsters just took off like crazy again. So you know, how do we just push those thoughts away? I mean, you know, how do we stop? How do we pause? How do we really just center ourselves? There's a thing that uh, there's a word that I a phrase that I use about going further upstream in our mm-hmm. psychology. Understanding that points to the experience again, we, and that we have a brain, and our brain will think, and it will always think. If we if we just play with even just that little bit there. Like there's life is coming through us, right? There's, there's even at a quantum level, regardless of whether someone's spiritual or not or religious or not, at a, at a scientific level, there's energy <laughs> and there's stuff passing through us all the time. It's like looking at a tree, like the, the tree will just grow because there's, there's, there's a life force coming through it and we're no different. So stuff just passes, will come through us, we'll have a thought We'll have thinking about the thought. And then we can then have a hell of a lot more thinking about that thought. And that's where we get caught up in stuff. So just noticing, like having, and this is what it took me a while to get this because I was like, okay, well, all right, this, try, try again, logical mind trying to formulate everything and that type of thing. 
And it, it took me a while to actually sit with it. And then I started to really see for myself, yeah, okay, now there is actually truth to that, that I've got a brain and there's something, it's like, okay, it's a perfect example, life force. So you've got the projector, the movie projector. Mm-hmm. The movie projector needs to be plugged into a power source. Mm-hmm. And then it get the, the movie gets projected on the screen. We're very similar to that movie projector. Hmm. We're plugged into source. Mm-hmm. Our experience is created up here mm-hmm. and projected out there. But we think that is coming in from outside in. But we're actually projecting right. what's coming in and out. out. Mm-hmm. And even that's a massive misunderstanding. And that's where a lot of people actually get around the stress, especially in workplaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, my boss is stressing me out. Mm-hmm. My workload is stressing me out. It's, it's Is that actually true? Can we explore that a bit? Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen, I used to look at it that way too. But now for me, is it that email that's just a whole lot of pixels on a screen mm-hmm. making you feel a certain way? Or is it your thinking about right. that thing? Mm-hmm. And that's a big distinction there. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to notice it, you'll notice a hell of a lot more too. Mm-hmm. And you start to see, and that's where not necessarily changing your thinking, mm-hmm. it's just noticing, oh, my brain's just doing what a brain does. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. And right. you can kind of let it go because, okay, well, my brain's going off in a tangent and it's it's okay, even if you're in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. We need experience. If Remember, remember the old Trinitron televisions, mm-hmm. the three color? You needed to adjust the three colors to get a good right. picture. Mm-hmm. Well, our experience requires the ups and downs because it was just flatline, mm-hmm. we'd be dead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Or at least need, bored need to, to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're all flicked to one side, everything's black. If you flick it off to the other side, everything's white. Mm-hmm. But you need that contrast to experience. Right. So we need mm-hmm. the ups and downs mm-hmm. and, and understand that for us to experience life, we need a whole perspective mm-hmm. of everything. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But, again, we can get so caught up because of what the media says that we have to be positive about everything and we can't be sad about mm-hmm. things or angry about stuff. Like, we Or need you must be angry about this. You have to be angry yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. It's like you feel whatever you feel mm-hmm. and know that we're only ever feeling our thinking in the moment as well. Mm-hmm. And just noticing more and more of this, and this is where when I work with people, it's creating that space to explore this really subtly with mm-hmm. no judgment and just say, you can imagine how life could be so much easier mm-hmm. that when you do hit the wall, and we're mm-hmm. all going to hit the wall anyway until we're dead, mm-hmm. it, it won't have as much impact on you because mm-hmm. you just realise that, hey, okay, maybe it's not the best time for me to go and press send on that email mm-hmm. because I'm in a really crappy mood right. <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, let's, let's pause. Exactly. So all those, all those little things, and I think that, that to keep it as simple as possible, just it, just consider the possibility that yeah, our brains are always thinking, mm-hmm. and it's as simple as that. And we don't have to be caught up in whatever is going on for us. And at any time, we're just one thought away from a whole right. new experience. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. I have people who say, you know, you need to and you know, talk about, you know, paying attention to what other people tell you to do. You have to meditate. You have to clear your mind. I'm like, no, you don't understand my brain. It does not shut down. <laughs> you know? 
And you know, and, and I and I've I've had people say, you know, there are things wrong with you, and uh, um, and meditating would help. And and I know that meditating is not going to work for me. At least their definition of meditating, you know, because it is. And and I just you know I sit there and I think, how do you turn your brain off? Well, of course you're not. It's about focusing on maybe music, maybe, you know, something that maybe calms your brain for the little bit, but yeah, your brain does not turn off. And, but yeah, I always like it when people, well, you have to do, no, I don't. Or you have to journal. I really like the people who tell me you have to journal. I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Not going to accomplish anything by doing that. So why am I going to do it? Well, and I'm very much in that that same boat. And Mm -hmm. As I've explored different modalities over the years, it always came, you need to do this, you need to do that. And where I mentioned before, we are our unique expression mm-hmm. of this energy force mm-hmm. that, that creates everything out mm-hmm. there in the quantum field. And just on the meditation side of things, it wasn't until my coach back in the day actually said, there's the practice of meditation mm-hmm. and there's being a meditative state. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I, and this is getting quiet again and listening to the, okay, I need time out to recalibrate or whatever it may be. For me, understanding that as someone who's auditory as well, mm-hmm. listening to something does my head in right. to try and relax. Mm-hmm. But I can go out, I can sit in a park, mm-hmm. just listen to the trees, rust, the leaves rustle, mm-hmm. whatever, barefoot on the grass, just mm-hmm. take some time out. Mm-hmm. That will ground me mm-hmm. and I will come back so refreshed right. from being in a meditative state of mm-hmm. just observing whatever's mm-hmm. going on and not being attached to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that you you see that same thing too because, yeah, do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Like tools, tactics, strategies, all that type of stuff are really, really useful mm-hmm. until they're not. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I keep that. thinking about diets. You know, that you know, people are like, oh, well, you must do the this a this a name diet, or you must do a this a name diet. And you know, it's like, but each body, each physical body is different. And so if you know, say you're doing one of the like the the keto diet, which is it the one that you eat lots or less protein, whatever. Um, <laughs> but if that's not what your body needs, you're gonna mess things up. Um, you know, and, and, and I remember, you know, I, when I was going through chemotherapy, one of the things people said is, oh, you, you must do this and this and this. And several of those, this and this, and this has actually made me sicker. Some of them did absolutely nothing. And I would tell people, you know, it's really weird. I craved like one of the things I craved Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, not other soda. Now I like Coke better than any of those, but I craved those. And, you know, which is probably not good in a variety of ways. I didn't need the caffeine. I didn't need the sugar, all of those. But one very smart person, and I don't even remember who this very smart person was, said, there's something in there your body says it needs. Follow that craving. You know, and I went, okie dokie. And I had one. I mean, this was not, let's let's have, you know, you know, six, 12, you know, it, it was, okay, I had one and, and then it was done. And I think it's it's the same way with your brain. Your brain knows what it wants. And when we force it to do the other things, that is where we're actually damaging things. Well, and this kind of leads into the introvert side of things. Right. Yes, because you focus on working with introverts. Mm -hmm. 
But I didn't initially. And that's where, again, just, just listening and feel because I am an introvert myself mm-hmm. if, from my personality test profile. Mm-hmm. Now, there are so many misunderstandings around it being what an introvert is. Mm-hmm. And even so, when I first start working, or even before I start working with people, mm-hmm. and I just want to get to know them first, mm-hmm. I want to understand what they see as an introvert as well. Mm-hmm. And especially the ones, and I just use the word introvert very lightly as well, mm-hmm. but along with um, highly sensitives and empaths. Mm-hmm. There's so many, mis- because of the society that we've created, there's a lot of, from an energy draining element that, that comes into that kind of the introvert, highly sensitive and empath, especially when talking about grinding away and that type of thing. And talking to, to what you're saying about listening to the, your body, there's a, there's a massive energy element within the introvert spectrum to, yeah, listen to your body. Like if you need to recharge, and that means you go lie down for half an hour. Right. When, you, when you're feeling tired, Mm-hmm. Do it mm-hmm. because the worst, and this happened to me as well, this grinding and grinding and grinding and thinking, okay, what's going on with me? My productivity is actually dropping. Mm-hmm. I'm working less, I'm working more hours, but my mm-hmm. productivity is dropping. Mm-hmm. Again, it's, it's, it's that wisdom that I'm pointing to again. Mm-hmm. Like listen to your bodies. They are so intelligent. You think about all the, the thousands of systems that are working without us even thinking about it all the mm-hmm. time. But when we're in tune with ourselves enough, we can actually go for years without even falling ill. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so simple. But, yeah, we just get so caught up in, again, having to, to do, do the next thing, whether, yeah, diets or mm-hmm. regimes or whatever. That's what I invite anyone. Just, just be okay with mm-hmm. that wisdom that our bodies actually have and be okay mm-hmm. taking its advice. Mm-hmm. Because you might actually find it's actually better advice than anything else anyone else mm-hmm. is going to give you. Right, right. You know, and and you mentioned the definition of introvert, and it's funny. There's there's a commercial running here in the in the United States right now for an insurance company. It's the one that advertises with the little gecko guy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and he's talking to this woman, and she's had an accident, and and she's saying you know that she she was glad to be able to do everything online because she took one of those online tests. And she's an introvert. And he said, oh, I am too. And she said, oh, no, 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 it's very rare. And he kind of goes, <laughs> and but I think that's, that's you know, the, the, what they're pointing out is online tests, I mean, all of those things. And, and it really comes back to your own definition. You know, I tell people I'm an extrovert. It's pretty obvious. I'm, you know, pretty out there, pretty social. But there are times where I'm like going to hide today, not, you know, and, and so it's, it's knowing, again, it's knowing what your body wants. You know, sometimes my brain says, we're just going to watch I Love Lucy today, you know, and, and, you know, and, and all of those things, you know, but I, you, I, I mentioned that you work with introverts a lot. How has the, the things like the, the, you know, COVID where we're forced to not be meeting. Now we are getting back out there and things like that. I had somebody tell me, oh, this must be great for introverts. And a person who I know who defines herself as an introvert said, "Uh uh-uh. She said, I need out there too. Um, You know, and and so how, you know, how have you found that with with people? 
this is where it's interesting because even from industry to industry, mm-hmm. the changes within that. So, for example, in the IT industry mm-hmm. with engineer, IT engineers mm-hmm. programs, that type of thing, very logical-minded, but also have challenges around relationships mm-hmm. from, from the ones that are far, the vast majority mm-hmm. have come and it starts to surface that their challenges are around relationships, not just with themselves, but also going out meeting people right. and stuff like that because, mm-hmm. you know, it's you need to be confident and you need to do this. And that. It's like I'm an introvert. I'm not, I'm not confident mm-hmm. enough to go I'm out. I'm going to talk to my shoes. <laughs> exactly. It's stuff like that. And, and if we just even just use that example in itself, just having them share with me what they think around the introvert and why why they think there's a link between confidence and not being able to go out and speak to people and that type of thing, it's really interesting because it even just opens up them mm-hmm. to think a bit more beyond what they've just been believing mm-hmm. from an external. And one of the one of the things that was a massive breakthrough with one of the um, people I worked with um, was around exactly that the relationships, wanting to find someone but not being confident, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But the confidence thing kept on surfacing, and the shyness kept on surfacing. Mm-hmm. And we started to explore that a bit more. It's like, do you really think you're, you're a shy person? Oh yeah, I could. I said, so what do you think about public speaking? Oh, you know, the whole public speaking, I can't get up mm-hmm. on stage or, or in front of a camera and speak to people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then we went and started going in and to the type of work he actually does. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about computer programming, but mm-hmm. this guy knew a hell of a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And I started, we started to reflect just on that itself. Mm-hmm. And there was something that... Again, the insight. Some some light bulb started to go off as, as he started to explore it more and more, and he started to see that he's really confident in, in speaking about what stuff he knows, right. mm-hmm. and he could speak to people for hours. Mm-hmm. And we actually ended up setting up a time for him mm-hmm. to actually do a presentation mm-hmm. on Zoom, mm-hmm. and I think about thirty people or something on the call, mm-hmm. and he blitzed it. And what was really cool about it was just what he saw from that himself, mm-hmm. just a misunderstanding mm-hmm. about what he thought even right. before he started. Like, and what people had palms. told him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that, hey, if you're a seasoned professional public speaker or it's your first time, mm-hmm. you're going to be nervous before you do right. anything anyway. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you get into your, that, that first minute or so and you fall into your what you know about, mm-hmm. it becomes effortless. You just right. start fall into that mode and that's the same with the conversation you're going to go up to someone if he wants to meet a woman is finds attractive go up say hi Mm -hmm. like it's it's your thinking about Mm -hmm. that thing that causes the stress the anxiety whatever it may be Mm -hmm. and it's nothing's personal Mm -hmm. on the on the flip side of it so if if she blows him off okay (laughs) go to the next person right Mm -hmm. And that's where if we and that's where these fundamental principles of understanding where experience comes from, mm-hmm. everyone's only having their own personal experience. Mm-hmm. When you really start to see that more and more for yourself, and I'm still seeing it like years on, I'm still seeing more and more, like I'm getting more grounded into that understanding itself, you really start to care less about what people say or do. Right. I was like, but you'll still get impacted from time to time because mm-hmm. but then you go, okay, no, that's just me thinking right. about what the And that's their problem. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so many things can be just alleviated. Mm-hmm. And think from a stress standpoint as well, mm-hmm. the amount of thinking, like our bodies with all these congruent systems that are running all the time, that extra stress and everything mm-hmm. from an immune system, mm-hmm. how much our immunity gets depleted right. as soon as we've got so much of our bandwidth chewed up mm-hmm. in all these scenarios that we mm-hmm. are making up. Right. Right. That we just go, okay, well, that's it. My brain's just doing what a brain does. <laughs> like yeah. it's a, yeah. I can let it go and, and, and move on. So, yeah. So that introvert thing, it's been really interesting. As soon as people start to see that it was the two biggest things were shyness and confidence mm-hmm. that I thought that I saw surface. Right. And as soon as they start to see that differently, mm-hmm. things started to change dramatically. I love it. I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Anthony, we just scratched the surface on this. You know, this is why I set a timer because we could be going for hours on this. And all that means is we just have to, to have you back um, because this is, is such a great discussion. So tell me and, and tell everyone who is, is watching or listening the services that you provide and how people reach out and, and work with you. Okay. So from a contact standpoint, mm-hmm. um, I'm very unorthodox around even, even that. So I've taken myself pretty much of all social media bar Hi. LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and that's probably my preferred way of people contacting me directly. Okay. Now, my invitation to people generally mm-hmm. is just reach out to me first. Mm-hmm. Let's start a conversation. Again, I never have anything to sell to you because I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. And if we ha- hit something off and it goes beyond that, cool mm-hmm. um and that's what that's the way i like to to do business now because mm-hmm. it's that for me it's about connection if i right. if you want to work with me if something mm-hmm. resonates with you mm-hmm. and i resonate with what if i believe that i can actually help you instead of just going okay i'm going for the sale mm-hmm. that's how i want to operate okay. because i believe that's how I can, we can both impact each other's mm-hmm. lives and those around us as well so linkedin definitely from a contact standpoint okay um as far as the services I offer, uh, what I've I keep things really simple even on that. And my booking page is actually offered once I actually confirm with the other person okay. that we, we actually could look at working together. Mm-hmm. And for that, it's I usually just offer like a, a standard kind of package that people mm-hmm. from a coaching type mm-hmm. package together. Or there's definitely like we can customize something mm-hmm. as well, which I've found is definitely the most um, attractive to a lot of people because I understand that everyone's different. Some just want access to me on Telegram to send Mm -hmm. questions when they're stuck. Some Mm -hmm. like to have an intensive. Some, Mm -hmm. I'm even looking now, if you want to come to Tuscany for a two-day, we we, we spend time together here where it's like half-day and half-day chill. Mm-hmm. Type of type of thing and just let reflection. And, oh, and, and you and can chill in Tuscany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make things as an experience mm-hmm. because I think over this last two years, so many of us have, have missed out on certain experience that we mm-hmm. would normally love to have. And mm-hmm. so yeah, to take you out of where you're used to being in this in this last two years, take it out of there and just experience something different, but from a place of seeing things differently as well. Mm-hmm not just the environment. Right. So it's very, very moldable mm-hmm. and customizable to whoever I'm in connection with. I love it. I love it. You know, this has been absolutely fascinating and, and I can't wait to, to chat again because I think you've got such great insight. And again, you know, if we're not right in our hearts and our heads, it's not going to matter what we do with our business, um, you know, and, and so, you know, and, and, and obviously it's not just business. It's, it's every part of your life. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that, you know, we have learned is when we had to, when we were forced 
And it was funny. We had to be forced. And sometimes it's illness. Sometimes it's a death, you know, all sorts of other things. But when we're forced to stop and pause, it's not always a bad thing. In fact, most of the time it's a good thing. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's been one of the things that we have definitely learned the last couple of years, you know, and, and, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's great. It's been fascinating talking with you. Do you have any final thoughts, Anthony, that you want to leave everyone with? I would say that just remember that you are really the only expert of you and, and, and just consider the possibilities of just trusting in yourself and, 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 seeing where that goes and being okay with not knowing all the time because just exploring that and just considering it for yourself, I think it's a beautiful place to actually start seeing everything a whole lot more different as well. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, I cannot wait to talk with you again. I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely delightful and fascinating discussion with Anthony Donatoccio. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>